Oh, do you have time to linger for just a little while out of your busy and very important day for the goldfinches that have gathered in a field of thistles for a musical battle to see who can sing the highest note or the lowest or the most expressive of mirth or the most tender. Their strong, blunt beaks drink the air as they strive melodiously, not for your sake and not for mine and not for the sake of winning, but for sheer delight and gratitude. Believe us, they say, believe us, they say. It is a serious thing just to be alive. It is a serious thing just to be alive on this fresh morning in this broken world. I beg of you, do not walk by without pausing to attend to this rather ridiculous performance. It could mean something. It could mean everything. It could be what Wilke meant when he wrote, you must change your life. It could be what Rilke meant when he wrote, you must change your life. That line from the Rilke poem, it's like a call to really attend to your life, really take stock and look at what you've been focusing on, where your attention is. You know, so much of our experience is predicated on where we place our attention, what we choose to pay attention to. And I don't even like the word pay attention because that implies it's a cost to you. But really, if you think of it as attending to, which has a kind of nurturing quality, attending to what really matters to you, I remember reading a poem by the wonderful Kim Stafford a while ago, and the title was in Spanish, and it was A Que Te Dedicas, A Que Te Dedicas, To What Do You Dedicate Yourself? In other words, where is your attention? And he said he felt it was a much better way to introduce yourself to someone and get to know someone else instead of saying what do you do implying what do you do for work but just asking to what do you dedicate yourself what is it that you are passionate about what is it that speaks most highly to your heart the poem i read as we came into this session is by the maestro of attention, Mary Oliver. She was so wonderful at just going out into the woods and sitting for hours and drinking in whatever she saw or felt or sensed around her and then being able to transcribe that into some of the most beautifully inspiring poetry. And so I love that opening line, oh, do you have time? Do you have time to spend here out of your busy and very important life? And 
I had to ask myself that question just earlier this afternoon. I was kind of going through all of my podcast notes and poems and files and just trying to sort them all out. I had papers and folders all over the rug. And I thought I'll just grab my phone to turn it off so I can really concentrate on recording, uh, pulling together an episode for today. And I happened to see that a message had come in on Facebook from a very dear friend who lives in London. And the first line was, I love you so much. I hadn't heard from her in a good while. But I knew that she'd had advanced cancer and had been in and out of hospital for quite a while. And so I really felt to read this message. And I'm so glad I did because she relayed to me that she learned that there's nothing more that can be done and that she's on a waiting list now for hospice. And she was sending such deep love, wanting me to know that she loved me. And I was so deeply touched by her, both letting me know and taking the time to send love at such a, such a challenging and pivotal moment in her life. I met Jaya Kate in Ireland about three years ago at a retreat in County Wicklow and she's just this beautiful being. I remember hearing her recite her poetry and sing so beautifully these Indian chants and was in India with her also a few years ago as part of a, a retreat and always have loved her dearly even though we haven't been in regular touch. And it really got me thinking and feeling how precious this life is. I immediately wrote back a, a loving and as, you know, uplifting, supportive message as I could and offered to speak with her if she felt up to it. But it really left me feeling the heart kind of cracking open even more. Just considering the, the potential loss of such a beautiful being on this planet. And she's still so young. And how there really are no guarantees for any of us. It doesn't seem always to have anything to do with chronological years, how long we have here on earth, and even though it's a wild, crazy world we're in, it is a precious one. It's a really precious thing to have a body, to keep breathing, to be alive. And it really brought home to me so viscerally how important it is to consider where where we're placing our attention what it is that really matters to us and focusing on that because it does feel that very often we myself included are caught up with something that happened yesterday or last week or 
thinking about what might happen in the coming days. And we're missing the moment. We're missing being here. It's like, who's living our life now when we're thinking about the past or the imagined future? And I know it is so easy with the seductions of the world to be lured into all kinds of distractions and really miss what's here, the beauty of one more new breath, one more fresh day, one more opportunity to live and love and be loved. And I listened to a a wonderful podcast a while ago, and I'm so sorry I don't remember all the details, but what did stay with me was was a man who who was dying and he was an atheist, didn't believe in anything after death, but he was scared and he was in a lot of pain and he was given some psychedelics to to help ease things and perhaps open new pathways that might reveal to him that there is a larger something going on. And he reported back that all that matters, all that matters, all that really exists is love. Just love. That's what it's all about. And we can think it's about the argument we had with our friend last week or the interview we have that feels so important down the road. But really what matters is, is love. And this man left this planet with such a wide open, unafraid heart, knowing that he would be melting back, melting back into that expansive love that can be so masked or pushed down or forgotten or even ignored while we're here in these bodies. And I'd like to read you this poem next which is really about resistance, but it's also about where this particular speaker was um, resisting placing her attention. And it's called, it's by Jean Nordhaus. I was always leaving. I was always leaving. I was about to get up and go I was on my way, not sure where, somewhere else, not here. Nothing here was good enough. It would be better there where I was going, not sure how or why. The dome I cowered under would be raised and I would be released into my true life. I would meet there the ones I was destined to meet. They would make an opening for me among the flutes and boulders and I would be taken up. That this might be a form of death did not occur to me. I only know that something held me back. A doubt, a death, a face I could not leave behind. When the door fell open, I did not go through. When the door fell open, I did not go through. 
It's a, it's a sobering poem because in a larger sense, we're always leaving. We're leaving the, the most recent exhale. We're leaving the moment that's just passed. We're leaving the body that we used to have because it's always changing. The cells are turning over. The body's shape-shifting. And it's also about leaving where we are now, looking for something better out there, thinking that we'll find the answer in the next great meal or a piece of music or a film, a movie. And they're all fantastic. They're all wonderful. It's not to shortchange the beauty and pleasures of those things. But it's like this kind of subtle and sometimes quite obvious resistance to just embracing this moment here and finding the gift in it because it's so laden with potential, with possibility. Anything is possible at any time. I think I've shared that mantra that a Buddhist man used to recite. Anything is possible. Everything is possible at any time. And so while it might be also this poem about death, when the door fell open, I did not go through. Many of us have fear around that. But it feels like if we meet each little fear that causes us to distract along the way, the easier it will be when that final moment comes. And so that last line of the poem, when the door fell open, I did not go through, can be read as, as the door falling open to offer you a new moment, a new opportunity, a new birth, really a chance to start fresh here right now. And so when the door falls open of a new breath, a new moment, we can go through by just opening to it, just opening our hearts, being available to receive whatever is offered. And I know it's not easy sometimes, but it's so rich, really, to be alive, to have a body, you know, so many pieces of this life are mysterious. There aren't any kind of concrete answers. But we can know the heart. We can know where the heart is guided, what it really wants to attend to when we slow down enough and listen. And then, of course, the key is to heed so that we can go through that open door. There's a lovely quote, again by Mary Oliver, that I'll share with you. And she says, when I walk out into the world, I take no thoughts with me. When I walk out into the world, I take no thoughts with me. That's not easy, but you can learn to do it. An empty mind is hungry. So you can look at everything longer and closer. Don't hum. When you listen with empty ears, you hear more. And this is the core of the secret. Attention is the beginning 
of devotion. Attention is the beginning of devotion. And of course, the word devotion is often tangled up in religious terms, but it doesn't have to be. You know, we can be devoted in love to others, to nature, to animals. But how about being devoted to our own selves, our own heart, and listening with empty ears to what's being offered to us in each moment, attending with devotion to our own most precious lives while they last. So perhaps you might like to consider just in this moment where your attention is, the fullness of your attention. Are you thinking about what you might eat after this or if you're driving, when you're going to get to your destination? And no judgment at all, but just slowly becoming more conscious of what you are attending to, where your days are spent. And I leave you now with this poem by Emily Ligren and it's called The News. Each morning we listen for what is breaking. The sound of a thousand tragedies fills the air, shattering that never stops. Headlines, a fleet of anchors tangled at our feet. We watch, worried if we turn away even for an instant, it will all crumble the rest of the way. Forget with me for a moment. Forget with me for a moment. Take an unguarded breath. Do it now. The world needs your attention here too. On the rise and fall of your shoulders. On the rustle of leaves outside the window. In the warm space between your gaze and mine. Forget with me for a moment. Take an unguarded breath. Do it now. The world needs your attention here too. On the rise and fall of your shoulders. On the rustle of leaves outside the window. The world needs your attention here too, on the warm space between your gaze and mine. And I would add, in the warm space between your heart and mine. So thank you so much, dear friends, for being with me here today. And may the rest of your day, whatever you attend to, be rich and nourishing and full of love.